Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hey there, Swap Nation, it's your boy Luke Owen here. Uh, how the devil are you guys? As this is an extra bonus podcast, I recently had the chance to sit down with Christian J. Riso uh, over the phone to promote his new show, Night Fight, which is on the History Channel here in the UK. Um, and we talked about this show, which you're going to hear us talk about, which is a brutal, brutal show. It's basically like mixed martial arts, but with knights uh, and medieval armor and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty it's pretty wicked. It's pretty cool. Uh, we've been watching it in the office here uh, the last couple of days and been really enjoying it. Uh, so that's going to be coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. But we're also going to dive into some thoughts on his wrestling career. We're going to talk about the infamous Blue Dot gimmick. We're going to talk about his thoughts on Elimination Chamber 2011 and where the plans might have gone with him and Edge had Edge not retired. And we've also got your Twitter questions talking about TNA, talking about Paul Smackage, talking about his favorite finishes to sell. Just really, really, really great stuff. So hope you enjoy our chat with Christian and uh, we'll see you again on the Wrestle Ramble very soon. What's your plan for the day? <laughs> My plan for today is... Uh... To, to talk with a bunch of fine folks in the UK, to the gym, get a quick get a quick workout in, and then I'll pick my daughter up from school. Well, that sounds like a good way to spend a Monday, really. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about uh, Night Fight, uh, which is going to be uh, well, it's airing here in the UK on the History Channel. But I, I just I wanted to ask you, I mean, if you could give me the elevator pitch for the show, like, could you explain the concept of this show for, for anyone who's not heard of this? Yeah, so in the US here, there's a, there's a league called the Armored Combat League. And these knights, they go out and they, they fight with full um, medieval armor and weapons. And they're the full size, scale, weight, armor and weapons. Uh, the weapons are obviously blunted, so nobody's losing limbs or anything like that. But they're, they're the full weight, full size. And it's, it's just, it's, um, you know, they, they go out there and, and they compete. And it's, it's hard-hitting. It's action-packed. Uh, it's a... It's a combat sport. Um, I guess, you know, in some circles it's called medieval MMA or even night fight club. And it's gritty, it's tough, and it's, it's uh, amazing to watch. 
it, it is brutal at times to watch. Uh, I was actually I was just watching the, the the first episode. I got I got sent a link across, and there's a guy. I think it's like one of the fights towards the end who is just being battered and he can barely stand up. But the guy's like almost keeping him up aloft with his weapon and then just battering him with the weapon even further. It's a real process to it, you know. They you know they start off in a grand melee, which is obviously multi um, competitors, and then it's whittled down to four competitors and, and they, they fight in a, in a, in a team situation. And then from there, the winning team gets split up and they have to fight in a duel. So it's a long grueling competition. And these guys are, these guys are carrying an extra 80 pounds, at least of weight on their, their bodies. So by the end, they're really sucking it up and, and, um, you know, using a lot of intestinal fortitude to, to get through it. Uh, how did you get involved with the project? Yeah. So my agent, um, I had a conversation with him and talked to him about, wanting to do some hosting maybe outside of the wrestling walls um looking for a new challenge a, a new endeavor so to speak and um he had a relationship with matador content and history who are producing the show together and uh, showed them some clips of, of 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 me and what i do and they're like yeah that's our guy so uh, they they sent me a bunch of footage and I was blown away with what I saw, and I was like, yeah, i got to be a part of this. Uh, and what's, like, the, as I said, because it's a really brutal show, but, like, what was the scariest thing that you saw on the show in, like, in, the, in your time recording it? Yeah, so uh, there was this one, um, there was uh, there's a, a really, like, the, the cool thing, too, is there's all different, much like wrestling, but the competitors are all different sizes. There was this giant type of guy, like, six foot seven, and he had three people on him, and he spun three guys around and had holding them up against the fence, and left himself open in the back, and somebody caught him with an axe shot right in the back, and he dropped. Oof. And in my mind, I was like, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I think he might be done. Like, and uh, I don't know if he's he's gonna move again. And um, that was like that was kind of jaw dropping when I saw that happen. And he was down for about thirty seconds, pulled himself up. And one of the rules is you don't hit a, a, a downed opponent. Um, but he pulled himself up out of the dirt and went on to kick some ass. So he was, uh, yeah, he uh, I, I was. Yeah, that just blew me away. Well, it's nice that they have a rule that you don't kick an opponent while he's down. Like that, you know, it is. There are some rules to this thing, you know, and some, and some of it's quite gentlemanly, really. Yeah, no, it is. The camaraderie is, is something that really um, I, I got an appreciation for, as far as, as the competitors were doing. You know, they're out there. Um, you know, up until now, it's been a, a, a relatively underground sport. You know, they're competing in festivals and those sorts of things, and for them to get to the stage that history has given them to step out there, this is the biggest you know, platform they've ever had to, to showcase to the world what they do. Mm. So everyone's going to bring everything they have, leave it all out there. Cause everyone, every single one of them wants to be recognized as the first champion of night fight. I mean, uh, and so you really see the best of these competitors. It, it's, it's really, really like, it's cool stuff, like especially if you're into like that, the sort of the mixed martial arts stuff, fighting, and even wrestling to a degree, and so like you appreciate the sort of like the competitiveness of wrestling. It really is like a, a really it's a really fun show to watch. It is brutal, but it, it is fun to, sh- uh, fun to watch. You, you were talking about how you, you wanted to like, get into more presenting stuff outside of wrestling. And um, what, what sort of things, like, what sort of shows would you like to be hosting, at, you know, aside from things like Night Fights? Yeah, um, what, you know, whatever that I found, uh, uh, you know, appealing that would, that I felt like was a challenge, you know, and that was the thing to me when I stepped out of wrestling, when I retired, was, okay, you know, I felt like, you know, I was one of the, the best wrestling, doing what I was doing when I was when I was competing. I felt like I was one of the very best, and the, the goal was, okay, what's the next challenge when I'm not doing that anymore? What are the steps I need to take to get back to 
trying to be the best at something else. So whatever, um, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't limit myself to anything. I just, whatever I felt would be a challenge, something that I, w- I felt strongly about, like I did with, with, with Night Fight, like I do about Night Fight. Um, I, I felt really attached to it, and I felt a real um, strong sense that I needed to, in my duties, help these guys paint their pictures and tell their stories and, and um, let the people in on what they were seeing, um, you know, for for the for the world to get an appreciation for that. So I think if I could find that attachment and something that I care about in the same sense, then yeah, it doesn't, I wouldn't really limit, limit it to any certain thing. You, you mentioned your wrestling career there. So, I mean, do you mind if we switch gears and talk about that for a bit? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Bruce Pritchard on his Something to Wrestle podcast has kind of confirmed a, a longstanding rumor that one of the gimmicks that was pitched to you was the, the blue dot gimmick where they would have a, a blue dot kind of following your face, which I've always found to be a really strange gimmick because, I mean, not I mean I, I think you're a really good-looking guy, so I don't know why they would then want to, like, cover up your face. But, like, what, what, what did you ever hear about that story? Same thing, just rumors about it. You know, I never really heard anything concrete or, or whatever. It's just that, um, you know, it was what it was. And <laughs> so, you know, I didn't take offense to it. It's, it was just, uh, I guess, a storyline thing. So to, to try to, to get heat on a guy that was not liked by the crowd. So it is what it is. And uh, we recently watched Elimination Chamber 2011 uh, for our Patreon podcast. And you kind of make your return at that to attack Del Rio after the uh, after Edge wins the, the Chamber match. And it almost felt like there were plans to move forward with like a triple threat feud between the three of you over the title. But obviously then Edge's retirement happened a month later. Did you know if there were any sort of plans to for you three to kind of feud over the belt together? No, there was there was no plans for that. Um, I think the plan was at the time for for Edge to lose the title to Del Rio. And then he and I would kind of rekindle our, our tag team and go on a run with that. And then eventually uh, split off and... and um, and and feud that was I think the the intended uh, destination for that. Oh wow, okay, that's that's fascinating. It would have been really cool actually to to have sort of like the ENC reunion in in 2011. That would have been really cool. So very sad for for what happened with Edge. At least you got your podcast you get to do together now. So we got we got a reunion of sorts. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Silliness, but just just uh, just uh, just an audio. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's just as good. Um, like we uh, speaking of like cancel plans, there there were some other rumors that when you were coming back from TNA that you were going to be the guy that was attacking Jeff Hardy in late 20 in like late 2008. Um, and then it was revealed to be Matt, uh, Matt Hardy instead. Any, any, any truth behind those rumors? Um, I heard that it was brought up or on the table, but I, I, I know for sure that it wasn't a concrete plan. Um, the, like I said, I think it would have been floated, but I, I think the, the plan was always to go Matt, but I, I, I think it had been brought up at a, a time or two. Um, I think the, you know, the original plan for me, I think when I came back was uh, with the feud with CM Punk, I think actually. Oh, wow. And, but uh, some other, some other plans had changed and Matt had been moved off of ECW because he did the turn and they were trying to elevate ECW and they needed a strong, babyface established star to kind of um, guide that show. So I was put there and I was really excited to, about that challenge as well to, to, you know, to be seen in, as, as the guy that could carry a show. Oh, that's awesome. Um, actually, I mean, 
talking about really awesome things in, in wrestling at the moment, uh, I think everyone's talking about All Elite Wrestling, and I'm sure lots of people have already asked you your thoughts on on AEW. But like, just what are your sort of general thoughts on, on this this new promotion? Would you ever consider being involved in it in some way? Um, you know, I think it's I think it's a it's, uh, it's a it's a big. Um, uh, I think it's it's a it's a great story. The way that it all came together, kind of grassroots type stuff. Um, you, know, you have some driven guys like Cody and the Young Bucks and others that have been involved with, with kind of you know lifting this thing up to where it is. So I think it's a it's a it's a pretty uh, big endeavor. But I think that they're they're all excited about it, and they've obviously had some big signings with Chris Jericho and, and Kenny Omega. So um, you know, I, I think that as long as they focus on on, on being themselves and and, and offering something different, I think they'll be fine. I mean, you've got your, your deal with WWE for the for your network show. Um, so I guess, does that, could that kind of like stop you from possibly getting on board with this if you if you ever wanted to? Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I honestly haven't even thought about that. Um, <laughs> you know, I have, a, I have a great relationship with WWE, obviously, with the, uh, with the Edge and Christian show that's on the network. And, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of my focus at this point and we'll uh, you know we're, we're getting ready to, to wrap up the second season and we'll see if we do a third so uh, yeah. uh everything is everything is good on that front cool well i mean i put a call out on twitter for any questions that people might have to ask you because you uh, i don't know if you're aware of this but you've got quite a lot of fans and uh people have been very into your career I, i'll be honest I'm, I'm one of them i was i've been a big fan of yours for many years and i was i was one of those guys that was super stoked when you went across to tna because i'm like finally he's gonna get that big world championship push it's time it's <laughs> we've been waiting for for ages so i put a call out on twitter for people to ask questions and um uh, i got hundreds of, of responses in but uh, so i'm going to go to some of those now uh tall for all asks what is your favorite tna match um whew, um probably maybe maybe i had two really good ones with samoa joe that i really liked uh one where where I was at Bound for Glory, where he beat me when I'd been undefeated for the entire time I was there. And he beat me. That was really good. And we had another uh, really good match on a pay-per-view when I was world champion that I, that I really liked. Uh, Doremo10 asks, do you miss your puffy brood shirts? <laughs> I put it on from time to time. I saw it in the closet and just wear it around the house and lounge it. <laughs> uh, Justin Curtis asks, uh, "What is your state? What's your take on the the state of tag team wrestling uh, today compared to when you were tagging with Edge?" Well, I think that they had um, with us. You know, we had the Hardys and the Dudleys, and we kind of captured lightning in a bottle with the chemistry those three teams had, and um, we kind of, you know, forced their hand that said that you know this was something that needed to be on the show every single week. And I see a lot of uh, talent on the shows that are capable of doing that. Um, so it seems like at this point, you know. Uh, with the revival and, and you know Rude and Gable and and obviously the Usos are always in that mix, you know stepping up and, and doing some good things. Hopefully, we can get back to that again because uh, to me, you know, a, a good tag match is always uh, capable of stealing any show that it's on, no matter who's on there. Yeah, completely agree. We were actually watching uh, WrestleMania X Seven quite recently for the uh, for our Patreon podcast, and that 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 TLC match uh, is just it's incredible. And the, the the chemistry that the, the, that you guys had w- was absolutely insane. Um, uh, McScrubber Dub asks, uh, "Why isn't Paul Smackage world champion?" I think he's small, he's champion in his mind, so <laughs> I think that's good enough for him. Uh, Ewan asks, "What is your favorite finisher to sell?" Uh, oh, I think probably the uh, the last ride from the Undertaker. I always try oh, to yeah. a little something in something into it whenever he would uh, lift me up. I was 
flailed my arms around uh, crazy and try and try to make it look as uh, as devastating as, as it was. And then you know when you hit the bat, kind of come up and do a, a, big, a big sell on it. So I think that was probably my favorite one to sell. Uh, Wally to go asks, uh, when did you find out exactly that you wouldn't be wrestling anymore? And do you ever feel regretful that you never got to do a retirement speech? Uh, I found out. Um, it was a few months after I had done some testing and things like that for, for my injuries. And just when we got all the results back, uh, we just, we just the medical staff and myself and a few other people were in the room and we just collectively decided that it was, that it was time to pack it in. And, um, like I said, it was, it was a few months after I had been taken off TV. So it was to me, it would have been a little strange to go back and be like, Hey, remember, you know, four or five months ago when I all of a sudden got hurt. Well, guess what? I can't come back. I, I didn't, never felt I really needed that or wanted it and I, I'm, I'm completely fine without it. Uh, Jack Blewett asked, if you could have one more match against a current WWE star, who would it be? Uh, probably AJ Styles. I wrestled him in TNA and, but he's really obviously stepped up and come a long way from, from his time there and uh, I think he and I would have tear it down so I think that would probably be the guy. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time today, Jay. I, I really, really appreciate it and uh, good luck with the show. Good luck with uh, presenting in the future, uh, and I, I hope we see more of you on TV. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.